Darby McCormick felt her muscles relax and her stomach unclench when the helicopter's landing skids touched down. She was so happy, so damn relieved, she wanted to kiss Ricky the pilot and his ridiculous Magnum P.I. Ricky had fought major crosswinds since taking off from Denver. An hour later, when he began the descent to the helipad belonging to the Colorado State Troopers station in Castle Rock, there had been several tense minutes when she was sure the chopper was going to spin out of control and crash into the nearby trees. Darby thanked him and took off her headset. He didn't cut the engine. He had to fly back to Denver. She opened the side door to a blast of cold, grabbed her suitcase and rolling forensics kit, and stepped outside, ducking underneath the spinning blades. Hair blowing wildly across her face and shoulders, she made her way to a forest green Jeep Wrangler, the only civilian vehicle parked in the back of the station. Coop came out of the driver's door and made his way round to the front of the Jeep to greet her. His camel hair overcoat and navy blue suit jacket were unbuttoned, and as the copter took off and the rotor wash blasted against his clothes, she saw the Glock 23, one of the standard sidearms issued to federal agents, tucked inside his black leather shoulder holster. Coop had been working for the feds for a little over a year now, when his job at the private forensics company in London had been made redundant, polite and fancy British speak for we've just laid your ass off, the Bureau had swooped in and hired him. No big surprise there. Coop was considered one of the best fingerprint experts in the country. What did take her by surprise was the thought that popped into her head. This was the first time she'd seen Coop in well over a year. He still looked the same, hard and fit, but his blonde hair was now cut shorter around the ears and neck to conform to federal regulations. As she drew closer, it amazed her how little he seemed to have aged since she'd met him nearly 15 years ago. Not only had Coop won the genetic lottery, he was often mistaken for the blonde-haired Tom Brady, the New England Patriots quarterback, but he had also been blessed with what she called the Dorian Gray gene. He was the kind of man who, like George Clooney, only got better looking with each passing year. Coop took her suitcase as the helicopter climbed into the air. Didn't think you were gonna make it, he yelled over the roar of its engine. Didn't think I was going to either. That storm hitting Ohio screwed up flights all over the country. I got out of Florida just in time. She pushed the aviator sunglasses back up her nose and brushed the hair away from her face as she followed him to the back of the Jeep. Why'd you book me a copter? quicker than driving to Denver to pick you up. He opened the hatchback and placed her suitcase inside, then her forensics kit beside it. Coop shut the door. The bright afternoon sunlight highlighted the intensely deep color of his heterochromatic eyes. One was green, the other blue. You're looking a little green around the gills, he said. Bumpy ride? There were definitely a few moments when I was sure I was going to toss my airport breakfast burrito. Try not to hit any potholes along the way. He flashed his winning smile. It's great to see you. You too. It's been way too long. Coop embraced her. She kissed his grainy cheek and hugged him back, surprised at how fiercely she missed him. She pulled away before it went any further. How far to Red Hill? Darby asked after he'd climbed behind the wheel. About an hour. 
He slipped on a pair of Oakley sunglasses, put the car in gear, and started making his way out of the station's back lot. We arrived yesterday, around noontime. Been to Colorado before? Darby shook her head. First time. Air here's real thin, and it's even thinner in Red Hill. Town has the highest altitude in the state, 9,700 feet above sea level. It'll take a few days for our lungs to adjust, so we've been told to drink plenty of water or we'll suffer from altitude sickness. Noted. Speaking of Red Hill, I couldn't find much on the internet, just that it was an old mining town. Coop pulled onto the road. The place is like... You see The Shining? The movie, not the TV miniseries thing. I saw the movie when I was 13 and didn't sleep for a week. Why? You remember the scene that opened the movie, that aerial shot of Jack Nicholson's shitty VW chugging its way across a road that snakes through an immense forest, tall pines stretching for miles in every direction? That's what Red Hill reminds me of. Nothing there except woods and snow. Lots of snow. And a psychopath who's killed four families in a year. And that. Coop rolled his head to her, smiled,